0: Everybody, hello, welcome back to the Thanks for Participating podcast where I, Josh, and my wife Sydney take turns roasting each other for never having experienced our favorite things before. I'm Josh. I mean,
1: <laughs> do we roast each other? Yeah, we do. Our relationship in, is built off roasts. <laughs> yeah, in our first
0: episode, you said I lived under a rock because I had never watched TV, and that, and on the podcast, you've Claimed I lived under a rock because I never knew what an album was. And I said you live under a rock because you smell like a hermit crab.
1: <laughs> I mean, to be fair, though, everyone knows what an album.
0: Uh, hermit crabs don't. like.
1: <laughs> well, apparently I smell like one and I do, so.
0: But I'm the one who lived under a rock.
1: Okay, now I'm just confused. Should we start over? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No,
0: I, th- I, think it was. I think the beginning part was a little bit funny, but I might cut out like when we started to not know what we were saying. Okay, cool. Cool.
1: And I'm Sydney.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we're the two yahoos that don't know what to say, but decided to start a podcast anyway. Thank you for putting up with us and listening. I, I know it's not easy for sure. So you deserve a pat on the back for even attempting to listen to this podcast.
1: Gold stars all around.
0: If you're ever in the neighborhood... We'll we'll bake you a treat.
1: We never bake.
0: <laughs> That's true. I don't think have we ever baked goodies in our oven here in this house.
1: I feel like I might have made cookie dough once. Oh, we've made
0: brownies before.
1: Yeah, but we get them from the box. Yeah, we make a lot of brownies. That's probably it. I feel like I also made that like those like little s'more cups things once too. All right. Those are so good. No wait, I wouldn't have made um, that because we don't have a mini cupcake. Thing.
0: As I was saying. This is thanks for participating a podcast that Sydney and I started when we were first married almost 2 years ago.
1: I can't believe we're coming up on 2 years already.
0: Yeah, our 2 year anniversary is in August and then our 2 year anniversary of our first podcast episode will be in November. I think either October or November, so. That's wild. Yeah, we should definitely do a 2 year thing. Well, anyway, we started the podcast <laughs> almost 2 years ago with kind of two goals in maybe three goals in mind. Uh the first goal was just to have a fun, creative thing that we could start together, uh, have a creative outlet, just sit down, have conversation, uh, get to know each other a little bit better, and also just kind of have an excuse to introduce each other to our favorite things, movies and TV shows and uh, hobbies and destinations and and all sorts of things to, to, to create a, a marriage life full of these shared interests. And the other... Oh, sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to say the second reason was to make a record for our posterity. So they can know what the early years of our marriage was like.
0: Yeah, family history and journaling and things are, you know, tenets of the faith that we have grown up in and, you know, very important we feel. However, I am terrible at journaling. I've tried so many times to start journals and I'll write and then it will go a year and I'll come back and then I'll try to summarize a year's worth of my thoughts and feelings and goings-on and it just it never goes well and so i've i've never been like consistent with it or anything but i feel like having something that you can just regularly just have a conversation that is recorded and available to listen to years and years and years later is just such a fun way to record or to to document that even though we're not necessarily documenting like the day by day of um our marriage like the first year and the second year or anything those things just kind of slip in of the things that we're like sharing with each other and you know how our life is going and so
1: you want to hear a sad story sure so when i was in fourth grade my aunt michelle got me this journal for my birthday i can remember it was pink it had green and brown spots on it and it had a lock on it and i have been terrible at journaling my entire life as well but there was a period of time in the fourth grade where i journaled every day in that journal. And I like, I think we had time to write in our journals at school. So I would take it to school every day and I would write in it about things that were happening. And one day it just like disappeared. And I'm pretty sure someone Aww. from my fourth grade class stole it because there's no other explanation.
0: Did they have the key? I don't know. So they've been trying to lock pick. I was going to say, they've been trying to lock that pick for <laughs> years. <laughs> I, I imagine if it was a fourth grade journal, it would probably wasn't hard to get into if they really...
1: No, it was a very flimsy lock. Like, I mean, you could take one swing of a hammer and you get that thing open real fast. So I don't know who would have wanted to have seen it though, because there really wasn't much in there. Because I was a little brat in the fourth (laughs) grade anyway. So I mean, I was pretty awful.
0: Um, when I so when I turned eleven, my parents threw me a surprise Harry Potter birthday party where I turned eleven, and an owl showed up on my front porch with a letter from hogwarts that said come to the come to hogwarts on this day blah 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 and i was just like holy like hogwarts <laughs> is real oh my goodness i'm gonna go on this day language josh it was from professor mcgonagall she's like i can't wait to meet you uh and anyway and i got there and she had invited like all of my friends from. it was also what fifth fifth grade for me so like all of the friends from class and stuff and they all had harry potter like robes and um, wands and things. And she, it was at the like municipal building. She like rented a room up there and like decorated it and stuff. Anyway, it was really, it was really cool. And afterward, like one of the presents I got was this like notebook and it was decorated with like the Hogwarts Four Houses emblems on the front and had, you know, pictures on the pages here and there of creatures and wands and Harry's glasses and, and stuff like that. And my mom was like, "You, sh- this was a very, very special, like, birthday. You should, like, journal about it and write it. And so I, like, wrote the whole thing in my 11-year-old way of speaking or whatever, which only took, like, three or four pages. And then the rest of the journal I spent um, just doing absolutely crazy things. Like, I, uh, <laughs> this is so bad. But, like, so I, like, I personally sorted, like, everybody that, like, came to the party. <laughs> like we had a we had a s- sorting ceremony there where we like put the hat on and I think you just like pulled a house out of a hat and like you open the piece of paper and you're like, oh, you're Gryffindor. Oh, you're... I think we only had like two houses, but I thought that wasn't good enough and I thought I could do this better. So I like sorted everybody <laughs> just based on who knows what. But I also based people on their um blood status. So I was no. like, these people are pure blood. These people are half blood and these no. people are mudblood or like muggleborns but like as no as an 11 year old i had no like <laughs> idea of like what exactly that meant it was just like for me it was just oh like either you have cuz i was thinking oh either you have two like wizard parents or you have one wizard parent or you have no wizard parents or like and for me it was just like it was all the same it was just but like did i accidentally
1: I, marry a racist
0: probably <laughs> like 11 year old me no questions asked would have been a death eater like <laughs> and but the fact is is i was just i like i have no i i i don't think there was any sort of metric that i was like applying to separate <laughs> these friends into uh blood status but i was just like they just seem like a half blood to me they just give me that vibe or i, don't, I have no idea
1: so what vibe do i give you then
0: i don't know you'd have to ask 11 year old me i i
1: You're not a racist anymore.
0: No, I'm not a wizard anymore. I don't have that gift of uh, inclination.
1: Of okay. Hmm.
0: Divination, that's what it was. Oh. (laughs) Professor Trelawney had imparted her wisdom on me, the gift of uh, prophecy. But, But like, so that was one thing. And then I, you know, then there was like other, you know, innocent stuff. Like I was making my own spells and writing like what they would do and what the spell cast like incantation would be. But then I also started drawing all of the characters. But like I've never like I've never really been good at art, but like I just also am not a doodler. Like I don't I've never like really doodled things before in school. But for some reason I wanted to try doodling Harry and Dumbledore and Voldemort and Hagrid. But I did them all I think I was like inspired by like the Vitruvian man or something. So I like I drew them all in their underwear. (laughs) And so I like I Just, like, last year or something, I my mom has, like, all of these things for my childhood saved up in, like, this tote. And I found this notebook, and I was flipping through the pages, and here's, like, a hand-drawn picture of Hagrid shirtless in briefs. <laughs> I was like, why? What inspired me to do this? So
1: Drawing uh, Harry Potter characters as the Vitruvian man. Wow. And I... That is something special. Yeah, and so,
0: I like, I drew them in the center of the page, like spread eagle in their underwear, but then like around them I drew things that were important to them, like their wand and like
1: wow Nagini
0: for Voldemort and all these things you and
1: drew Voldemort in his underwear. Yeah, I
0: said that. I said Dumbledore and Voldemort oh, and Hagrid.
1: My word. I don't know how I feel about this information. I don't know what to do with it.
0: <laughs> well I know what I'm doing with it which I I was not <laughs> intending to do with it, but that's put it on a podcast and publish it on the internet. <laughs> but but now listeners, it should be crystal clear to you that journaling is not our strong suit. And this is why <laughs> we think it would be a good idea for us to podcast instead. Yeah. So that maybe one day when we have kids or grandkids, they can listen back to this. If it's if the internet doesn't exist by then, I've got them backed up, all the episodes, the MP3 files.
1: Nice.
0: Um, And then the last- I don't
1: know where the internet's going though. Sorry.
0: I was just going to say the third reason why we wanted to start a podcast was just to meet people uh, <laughs> because neither of us are very skilled at meeting people and making friends. and But we have met a lot of people through podcasting and we hope to continue to meet people and continue to get to know the people that we have met better, um, people that have come on our podcast to guest, people that have invited us on their podcast and... Also, people who listen to our podcast and reach out to, you know, chat with us. So that's been an invaluable aspect of becoming a podcast host.
1: Yeah, it's been surprising, but definitely really cool. We've met some really cool people. Hope to continue to meet more.
0: For sure. So everybody, make sure that you like, comment, subscribe, share to make sure that you provide us with as many friends as possible.
1: It's on you, listeners. We, Cause can't we're make friends. We, we can't are... make friends for ourselves, so uh, <laughs> we're begging you on our knees.
0: I'm begging. Be our begging friend. Begging you. <laughs> put your loving hands out, darling. All right, so today's episode.
1: Today's episode, we want to talk about something that I have enjoyed that I introduced Josh to.
0: Something that and... you probably never would have imagined that your husband wouldn't have any experience with.
1: Yes, And I have a funny story about that because, well, let me introduce the topic first. Okay. It is sports. And you would think that it would be Josh introducing it to me, but no.
0: You would be sexist if that was the case.
1: (laughs) It is me introducing it to Josh because I have grown up going to sports games with my dad. I remember like when we were younger, we would go to the Salt Lake Bee's. Uh, games which is you know the triple a affiliate of the los angeles angels and they had like deals and stuff and so my family would go often and i remember like sitting in the stands kind of watching the games with my dad and then i'd look up on the scoreboard and i'd see all these numbers on there and i'd be like dad what do those numbers mean and dad started to explain the stats to me and then i was like oh that's kind of cool and so like as he explained the stats he was like well, this is what your batting average means. And then I realized why I wanted to watch their them bat. And I started to get really into the game. And from there, it graduated into all other kinds of sports. But it's just kind of funny because I was really into sports, especially the Texas Rangers growing up. And my best friend's mom is really into football, but her husband is not. And she was like, you know, growing up, I always thought some man is going to be really lucky to marry me because I love football and they're going to want to watch football with me. And then I happened to marry the only man in the world who could care less about it. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, the same thing is going to happen to you. And I was like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, I'm going to marry a guy that loves sports. I'm not
0: going to let that happen.
1: Like. And then I found Josh and I fell in love with him and we got married. And it was pretty deep into the relationship when I realized he'd never been to a professional sports game before.
0: Well, let me be clear. It's not that I had never been to a, like, I've been to professional sports games, but I've never, like, followed sports in any capacity. I've never had, like, I've never been a fan of a sports team. And it's only been, like, I could probably count on maybe one hand, maybe two hands the number of times I've been to, like, a live sports game that wasn't, like, my sibling's little league game.
1: Well, you'd never been to a professional baseball game, which is funny because you played baseball growing up.
0: Yeah, that was like my favorite sport. (laughs) That's the other thing is like I'm not I'm not completely oblivious to sports. I played soccer since I was four or five years old all growing up when I was like nine, eight or nine. I started baseball and I played that all the way up to high school. Um, I've I played basketball for several years, but. I didn't like playing it as much. I love, I found out recently that I love watching basketball, but my main frustration was that I was a bit of a ditz and my teammates knew that. And so they would never pass me the ball and I didn't know how to get the ball. So it would basically just be really boring. It would be me running from one side of the court to the other side of the court, (laughs) never getting a chance to touch the ball for, you know, four quarters or, or whatever. So
1: when I played basketball, I was very aggressive when it came to the ball.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're just really aggressive, you know, in all aspects of life. So I
1: mean, you're not wrong on that. But I remember, you know, you know, at first when I like started playing basketball, I like didn't really know because I didn't start playing until I was like 12. And I didn't even know the rules of basketball when I started playing. And it was my dad who would kind of watch my games from the sideline. And then he'd pull me afterwards and he'd be like, "Okay, like, here's what you need to do. And one of the big things was rebounds. And um, he, yeah, he was always like, it's not about how tall you are. It's not even about how high you can jump. It's about who wants the ball more. If you want the ball more, you will get the rebound. Yeah. (laughs) And I remember specifically there was this one game. My little sister was on my team too. She's three years younger than me. But I was like pretty protective. I mean, I'm pretty protective of my siblings. But like, you know, especially like she was one of the youngest on the team at this time. And this girl I had known um, from elementary school who had kind of bullied me. She was like two years older than me. She was playing us once. And I recognized her right away. And I was like, I kind of hate that girl. <laughs> oh and
0: my goodness.
1: We were playing. Um, and we were playing her team in basketball. And their team just came out really aggressive. And we could hear their coach telling them to, like, physically hurt us. And then... <laughs> Like, we were just like, okay, like, gloves are off. And I was like, I already hate this chick. Like, (laughs) and so we started, um, we started playing, um, basketball and she shoved my sister Mel and like kind of hurt her. Like, I think she was fine, but I was pissed because I was like, no one touches my sister but me. And so I went for a rebound once and I didn't get the rebound, but I noticed that, um, she was right underneath my elbow, and so I just came down on my elbow on top of her head,
0: oh no, and dropped her to the floor. you knocked her out like she no she, oh. I mean she fell down, gotcha
1: she didn't like knocked out, but she like fell to the floor and like had to stand up and the craziest thing about this whole thing is that this game was a church sponsored event
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have heard about a uh, church ball in Utah being a Just having a ruthless reputation, but I've never seen or participated. So
1: well, I know there are some areas where they've just banned it because people get so aggressive. And it I mean, like the purpose of church is unity and sports ball or church ball normally does not bring that. And so they've had to ban it in a lot of instances. It's probably
0: for the same reason that um if you serve a mission for the church, the handbook that they give you with the rules says If you choose to play a sports game with other people, do not keep score. Like (laughs) you're not allowed to have that sort of competition because someone will end up hurt.
1: That's exactly why. Because, I mean, you can ask my dad. There are stories of like fistfights that have broken (laughs) out at these games. (laughs)
0: Love one (laughs) another. Yeah. Punched so um them in the face.
1: In case you're wondering what living in Utah is like, this is it. We all love each other to our faces. But um <laughs> you get a competition going and we will ruthlessly go for each other's throats.
0: Saturday night, all out brawl. Sunday morning, you repent. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> And hug it out.
0: <laughs> yep. Monday morning, rinse, recycle, repeat. <laughs> um when so when I was in elementary school and maybe even up till junior high, um, a lot of the time my dad was my soccer coach. And um, obviously, like, even if your your parents, not your coach, they're always, you know, going to be sitting on the sidelines, like cheering you on and like yelling, like telling you, if you get the ball, they're going to be like, shoot, pass it, give him the ball. You know, like yelling, trying to give tell you what to do. Oh my
1: gosh, my dad was the worst <laughs> at that. He was such a sideline coach.
0: And so, you know, in basketball, like my mom played basketball in high school. She was on the basketball team. And, and so when I was playing basketball, that was her time to be the sideline coach. And when I'd get home, she'd tell me what I did right. And what I did it was mostly what I did wrong because I just, I didn't know how to play basketball very much. (laughs) I never had the ball to have a chance to do something right. So, but, so, but my dad, he was on the soccer team in high school and, and he was my coach. And so it's like, he gets to be the sideline parent, but he was also my coach, so he gets to actually coach me. And so, but like, every, it seems like after every game, we'd get in the car, and he'd like, start to pull out of the parking lot, and I'd still be like, eating my after school treat, and drinking my Capri Sun, and just like, I'm happy because this is the only reason why I'm here, is the the, <laughs> the treats every week. Um, And he would just like, sigh, and he's like, well, you weren't very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> and so then he would like, tell me, I want you to be a little bit more aggressive next time. And I was Like, I don't really know. I think at that time, I just had no idea of what that meant. I think maybe it just meant run faster or kick the ball harder or don't let the ball be taken from you as easy. But, like, not really, like, you know, go after the ball, you know, like, do what it takes and, you know, don't, you know, be forced to be reckoned with or, you know, play dirty or anything. And so I think one time when he had really said, like, you're going to go out there, you're going to be aggressive, you're going to, like, show him who's boss or whatever, that I was taking the ball down. And one of their defenders was coming up to me and he was, you know, running up s- alongside of me and he kept elbowing me in the chest or like or just like trying to like push me out of the way of the ball with his elbows, which like I'm pretty sure is against the rules. Like I think you in can soccer? like you can like shoulder check someone in soccer, but I'm pretty sure like using elbows is like not allowed. I but don't know. At least if it's at least there was something against it in for like, you know, youth uh, like oh, yeah, AYSO. S-O. Sure. Like they don't want people to get hurt. And especially that's like when you're
1: younger they yeah. there's a lot of rules and so anyway
0: he, he was doing this and so one time like my dad's like be aggressive be aggressive so I was running with the ball he comes up to me he elbows me and I just stop and I look at him and I'm like I yell at him like keep your elbows down like what?" and and so then I just stopped and then I was like so proud of myself I like look at my dad I'm like thumbs up like was I aggressive like did I do it and then I just <laughs> turned around and headed back to my end of the field forgetting that I had had the ball and was gonna go shoot in the goal. So I just like stop and I yell at him and I'm like, keep your elbows down. And then I'm like, okay, good, I did it. I just stopped and turned
1: around. Mission accomplished, I'm done. I did what I needed to do here.
0: That's, hey, you kick a ball in the goal, that's one point. But if you yell at somebody and embarrass them in front of, in front of all of the parents on the sideline, that's three points. That's a hat trick all in one.
1: That's life points right there. Yeah. I think I played soccer for a couple of years, and I was the kid that picked Danny Lyons. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it didn't really last long, but there was one time where I was doing the kickoff, and I was like, all right, I'm going to give this the best kick you've ever seen. And so I ran all the way back, like almost to my goal, <laughs> so that I could get like a good running start to kick it. And And I ran the whole way, and I kicked it, and it went straight into the goal but it didn't even go that quickly like it just rolled on the ground like it wasn't like even that good of a kick but everyone just kind of stood there and watched it and no one did anything and it just <laughs> went in the goal <laughs>
0: hey that's impressive you kicked it your run up was just with such like intense velocity that you hypnotized <laughs> all your opponents they just stood there in awe
1: yeah they couldn't do nothing they were just mesmerized by m- my amazing wind up
0: Okay, I wasn't that aggressive at I wasn't that aggressive at soccer, but I will let you know that I was champion, top dog, undefeatable, untouchable at backyard soccer on CD ROM on my little Oh like desktop that wasn't connected to the internet at all in my room. I played that and just won game after game, championship after championship. Um and like in the game, if you go to the tournament and you play off and you end up winning. Then your team gets a pizza party. And I just remember like so much serotonin, just so much like pride in myself that like, yes, I gave this team a pizza party. And they're just like all <laughs> these animated characters on the screen.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I remember like finding out about you that like you hadn't really been involved in sports. And I was so shocked because I was like, oh, my gosh. My friend's mom was right.
0: I found the
1: one man.
0: I found the worst
1: <laughs> who couldn't care less about sports. But luckily, I've taken you to some things, and you've actually gotten pretty involved, which has been really fun for me.
0: Yeah. Um. So the like the youth um basketball rec league in Utah is called Junior Jazz. Obviously, derivative of the Utah Jazz.
1: Oh, is that um, where it comes NBA?
0: I mean, I could be wrong. I just kind of assumed that was what it is, but, you know, listeners, if you if if it's incorrect, feel free to tweet at us. Um I'll be happy to, you know, correct myself. Um and but if you're if you're playing in the Junior Jazz, then at the end of the season, all of the like your team gets tickets to go see a jazz game and so your team goes together. And so there were, you know, two, maybe three, I, I can't remember how many years I played basketball. It wasn't that many, but, you know, Times that my team went to the jazz game, and I think they give you a voucher for a hot dog or, or something. And but it's like super nosebleeds all the way in the back, and and it, it was fun just to like kind of have a a field trip to you know go with people that you knew. And but it like I never cared about it. I actually at that time cared about who the, the players that were on the jazz, just because as part of like I think there was one time I think it was like uh one of the jazz players, maybe Darren Fisher. I, I can't remember. Like don't ask me Devin, any jazz
1: players' names before last year. I Carlos Boozer,
0: maybe. Um, they came to do some sort of powwow with the city's recreation league, and they handed out posters that had like a line. It was like a a team photo poster with all of the people's names. And I just had that hung up in my room, and I thought it was so cool that I I could see all of their faces and names. So I like had them memorized. I just thought that was cool, but mainly it'd be just because. At that age I just loved looking at things and memorizing the details about it. Um, because I had nothing else to do. <laughs> and um so that was fun to just kind of like go and see those people that I like had their names and faces memorized like in person, even though I knew nothing about them and had never seen them even on TV, like shoot the basketball before. But and similar thing with soccer, like the soccer um league didn't give you tickets to go see soccer games, but we have an MLS, it's Major League Soccer's yeah. MLS, right? We mm-hmm. have an MLS team, um, Real Salt Lake that used to be playing in Salt Lake City and now it's in what Sandy. Yeah. And there was one at, at least two times that I went to a game. One time I think was with my dad and it rained and we were in ponchos and I thought that was like really fun and interesting and another time I went with my oldest cousin and and they're like really big Real Salt Lake fans and He took me in. And I have been to a few Salt Lake Bees baseball games, but it was only ever at my cousin's birthday party. And he would invite all of his friends and then there'd be me. And I think like two years in a row we did that. But anyway. Yeah. But I had never like like my dad my dad loves watching sports. Um, but he doesn't like watch them religiously like every game. And I I don't even I couldn't even tell you if he has like specific teams that he roots for, but I know that he loves to like for his own, you know, downtime, you know, personal space that he'll just like turn on a game and like watch it. So
1: I have always been down for a good sports game. And like I would watch like the bees and um, the I would watch uh, BYU football with my dad growing up. But it wasn't until probably it wasn't until 2010 when the Texas Rangers like made a run for the World Series that I really started to pay attention to sports. And like during the whole season, I would come home and like we didn't even have like the games to watch. I would get on MLB.com and I would just put on like the cast, the free cast that they give you where you just like see someone like input. Oh, this was a ball. This was a strike. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and like you don't even like really get to watch it. But I would come home every day and I put those on and i would like do my homework while i was watching the game and i got so involved those couple of years um only to have my heart broken i'm not even ready to talk about 2011 yet but um but i've still been such a big fan especially of baseball i really love baseball and i've kept up on it you know obviously the texas rangers have not been as good in recent years as they were um in 2010 and 2011 but I still follow them a lot and we just got a new stadium which I was super excited about um but that was kind of my background and you know I grew up just watching a variety of things Super Bowl um you know a lot of like college football some basketball lots of baseball that kind of stuff
0: I think I became aware of how much you enjoy watching and attending sports events pretty early into our relationship. Um, and I remember there were several times in the beginning that you would either try to take me or would suggest that we go. And I was like, not really, you know, excited and enthusiastic. And I was just like, oh yeah, we could probably do that sometime. And one night, I think you just kind of were like, had it in your head, like, all right, I'm going to do something stubborn and he's going to have to come with me because <laughs> we, uh, we were going over to your apartment after school one night when we were dating and we um we only lived like a couple blocks away from each other, but we were trying to think, or I was trying to come up with something to do because I think we had finished our homework or something, but then you just were like, oh, there's like a men's volleyball game tonight and they're supposed to be really good and I've already bought two tickets and you're coming with me and, or some, something along those <laughs> I lines. I don't
1: remember it going that way, but...
0: <laughs> or I don't know. I, or maybe you were saying that like your roommates were already there and you told them that you were going to go and you... Mm. I can't remember, but, like, it was basically, like, I'm going to see the volleyball game, and you're coming, or something, but.
1: I don't remember it being that forceful. You look so, like,
0: sad, like, (laughs) I I don't mean that as, like, like you were mean, and you forced me to go to a volleyball game. You just look so, like, betrayed, like, what?
1: (laughs) Well, I just don't remember it going down that way, but also knowing me, I'm like, it very well could have gone down that way,
0: so. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And I mean, it it went like it went okay. the game I was. So I get uh, easily overstimulated in public spaces. Um, If you've listened to our concerts episodes that we've done, you should know that about me. And uh, sporting events is kind of no different. Uh, Maybe even a little bit harder in some ways that people like it'll be quiet and then just out of nowhere, people like shout. And if you're not paying attention or or especially Luckily, we weren't sitting anywhere near the student section where people are jumping up and down and doing crazy things and dancing. Flipping
1: signs. Yeah.
0: And anyway, and so it wasn't that bad. Like the hardest parts for me about uh, college sports games is like every time that they score. I don't don't remember if it was every time that they score at probably not because you score a lot more often in volleyball than in football, but they like stand up and they clap and they, they do the school fight song. And. Just, like, the, I don't know what that is. It's just, like, the clapping and then just, like, the, because you can't, you can't, when there's, like, thousands of people singing a song all on, like, different notes, but also, like, no one has good diction, so it's just, like, a mumble, and you can, like, barely make out the melody, and you can barely make out any of the words, but then, like, the clap, 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 and, and it's just, like, I just, the, like, uh, oh, what's the word? Like, sense. Sensory. Sensory like sensitivity is just ugh, like it's so icky. I don't like it. Um, I
1: I that's one of my favorite things about like sports <laughs> games is cuz everyone's all hyped up and it's fun to be in a crowd where everyone's like where everyone's like so excited especially when you're winning and then like like in volleyball they play it after they win like a set and then you're like all pumped up and you're like singing your song and you're like yeah.
0: And I just I just go into like like I shut down and I'm like ugh. <laughs>
1: I know. I'm like super excited and you're like get me out of here. But I I played volleyball in junior high and that's another one of my favorite sports to watch and it's really fun being at BYU because we're one of like the small amount of colleges in the United States that has a men's volleyball team and ours is pretty good. They won the NCAA championships, I think. Oh yeah. Was it last year or the year before? I don't know. I took my siblings to that game and that was a lot of fun, but there's a lot of volleyball I mean, that's one of the things I love like living in a college town is that there's a whole ton of things you can see. There's like tons of sports games, tons of concerts. There's always fun events going on downtown. And like I know Provo gets a bad rap and there's a reason for that, but I think it can be really fun sometimes too.
0: I I think the next time that we attempted to watch a sports game together was when one of the neighbors in your parents' neighborhood that uh, you grew up in invited your parents' family and us over to watch the Super Bowl. And they had a Super Bowl party in their basement with tons of, like, snacks and food and stuff.
1: They invited us this year, too, but we had to say no.
0: Oh, because of COVID? or
1: I can't remember. I think I think we were busy. Like, we had to test the next—one Some one of us had to test the next day or something. Oh, gotcha.
0: Yeah, but that was—like, I'm always willing to, like, like sit through— Sports if there's yummy food and uh mm. you know chips and dip and
1: Oh my gosh, those wings that they made. So good.
0: But I, yeah, I couldn't tell you much about that game. Like <laughs> I remember so like I had tried to watch the Super Bowl before as like a Cub Scout. One of like the rank advancement requirements was to watch a sports event or watch some TV event or something. And like take notes or, or something. So I like sat down to watch the Super Bowl specifically to fulfill this requirement so I could get a rank in Cub Scouts and I fell asleep because it was so boring.
1: <laughs> I think my favorite Super Bowl I love I have fun watching the Super Bowl with you babe but I don't think watching the Super Bowl with you is ever going to top the 2017 Super Bowl when we were sitting there watching it and the halftime show came on and I don't even remember who was doing the halftime show or like I just I've never found the halftime show very interesting to be honest and um Anyways, my parents, we were watching it in the living room of my parents' house, and they have these giant windows, like, overlooking their backyard, but also, like, the neighbor's backyards that are, like, adjacent to ours. And we, like, noticed that there's, like, a bright light coming from outside, and we turn around, and our neighbors had this giant tree, like, at least, like, 20 feet tall, like, maybe more, and they had lit the entire tree on fire, and they were, like... Drunk and shouting at it. They were like drunk and shouting at it. And they were just hyped up and having a good time. And my dad was so pissed because like there's a bunch of trees. There's a big tree in our backyard that touches some of the branches of the tree they had lit on fire.
0: And comes close to your house, right?
1: It like comes over the top of their house. Like it touches the roof.
0: Of your house? Yeah. Or so
1: And the roof of our neighbors, like our Next door neighbor's house is, like, this really, like, sweet elderly couple. And so, like, my dad was like, they could have burned down both of our houses. Luckily, like, our tree never caught on fire and it was just their tree and, like, their dumb decision. But, like, my dad ended up calling the fire department on them because
0: (laughs) it was a huge fire hazard. I mean, you look out the window and what do you see? Fire
1: blazing blazing
0: up the apricot tree. (laughs) Who are you going to call? Probably the fire department. I mean, yeah. if, if I'm going to be honest, I think your dad made a good move on that one.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. But it's just still unbelievable, and I I still have pictures from that night, and I will <laughs> I will never forget it. Turning <laughs> around and seeing a 20 foot tree in a suburban area on fire that is just a moment to like and they never were like, forget. drunk
0: and they were yelling at the tree like hey, tree. Oh, I don't know. They were fire, like son? I don't
1: know if they were yelling at the tree, but they were like very loud and like. Raucous and like yelling at each other and stuff. And then I think they noticed my dad out there, like really pissed, and they like started waving at him. And like, I mean, these neighbors, like, they were not great neighbors. Like, they would party all the time and they got the cops called on them, like, all the time. And I think they eventually got evicted because the people who own the house wanted to move in and they were just renting. But yeah, I think that was kind of a nice day for our neighborhood because you're like, finally, they're gone. They're so annoying. (laughs)
0: Um, one of the other things that we started as far as sports games go was in 2021, I had heard somewhere or on the, well, I don't watch the news. I was going to say on the news, but I don't watch the news, which is why I'm so ignorant about everything in current events. And, uh, but somehow i I found out that the jazz had done, maybe it was like at work. I think at the time I was working at a, at a tire repair shop. That the Utah Jazz had done really well in their season, and I look, I googled it. I was like, oh, if they did really well, I wonder, you know, how they, if there's like rankings or you know how they did compared to everybody else. And it turned out that they were ranked first in the league or in the west half of the league, or or they the were just west they were conference. Right? They were just given the first what is it the first seat in the playoffs? Yeah, which I I didn't know if that meant like. They've had the most wins out of any team or just like they've I didn't know if that's necessarily what it meant. Yeah, but I think just, they
1: normally base it off of like your win-lose percentage.
0: Gotcha. I, I know that it just meant that they were like really high comparative. I just didn't know if it meant like if you're first seat, it means that you are like number you are like the number one team. But but anyway, I was thinking, oh wow. Um the you know, growing up in Utah, you hear about the nineteen is it nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety-eight? Um NBA is that the Carl championships.
1: Malone, Carl Malone, John Stockton one.
0: I think so, where like the Jazz went up against the Chicago Bulls like two years in a row in the NBA finals. Uh, they lost both times, but like that was like the golden era of the Utah Jazz was John Stockton, and Carl Malone, and they did really, really well. And
1: all I know about those two is that they were great basketball players. They have streets named after them. And, and every dealership is named <laughs> yeah, to them. Like exactly. they own all of
0: the dealerships in Utah.
1: <laughs> them and Larry H. Miller, between the three of them,
0: Stockton Malone Toyota.
1: <laughs> between the three of them, they've got all the dealerships in the state covered.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, and Larry H. Miller. He he was the former owner of the Utah Jazz, right?
1: I believe so.
0: He like owns like all of the movie theaters in Utah too. Like yeah, well, Larry H. Miller he doesn't. Megaplex. Because he's
1: dead. But well, right. But his family his, his estate <laughs> I think his wife Gail Miller she owns a lot of it
0: but anyway so it, it had been um you know over 20 years of uh since like the last time the jazz was like really hot in and really good and 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 I don't think they've ever won the finals but I was thinking oh they're like they're rated ranked number one going into the playoffs which I'm gonna be honest before we before I was in a relationship with you I'd don't think I ever really knew what the playoffs were. I had heard that word, but I had no idea that what that was. Um,
1: all the things I've had to explain to you. First albums, then playoffs.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was thinking, I like brought it up with you. I was like, hey, because uh, neither of us followed the season at all. We didn't watch a single jazz game. But I said like, hey, the jazz are supposed to be really, really good this year. They're ranked really high. Like, you want to watch like the playoffs? And you were like, sure, we could even set up a free trial on the... Um sling or whatever like s- streaming app on our t v could get us the games because we don't have e s p n or or anything else Espen and we watched like one of the i think they played like the Dallas Mavericks or something in that first series who- of
1: that was this year, wasn't it? I can't remember I who they played th- last year. It
0: might have been last year too because like last year they won the first set, but then they lost against the l a clippers in the second one, but I think this year they also played against the Mavericks and then lost Lost. rip because or maybe they won (laughs) maybe they also played against the I can't remember but we watched it at home and it was really fun to see them play and they did play really well and plus they just shot a ton of three-pointers like I think they shoot they like shoot and make a significantly higher percentage of three-point shots per game than like any of the other teams in the league at that time
1: yeah I think that year they had like the highest three-point percentage
0: and so it was really fun to see Donovan Mitchell, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Bogdanovich, but they were like, Bogdanovich. they would, they just were constantly shooting up like these super far shots and just beautifully like sinking them in each time. And that was just really fun to watch. Plus it was just like, you know, the, the high stakes of like tension, like, oh, they're ranked number one. We might be able to go far. Uh, it's a stressful game. They They might lose, but then they end up winning. It's just like so rewarding at the end. And that's like something I had never really like felt before even though I hadn't like followed them the whole season just like being from Utah and just having that sense of like loyalty I guess or uh pride for that team to, to the just the stakes were higher in the game which made it so much like more stressful during the game but so much more rewarding at the end whereas like we're watching the Super Bowl for two teams that I don't know anything about I don't I don't like as I'm watching it I'm like I don't know which team I want to win and at the end I'm like okay this team won. I don't feel any different about <laughs> either of the teams than when I started watching it so.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like in Utah we don't have a football team, we don't have a baseball team really. Like we just have soccer and basketball. We got to take what we can get.
0: But we I think we watched every game of the playoffs last year. Yeah. Because of cuz because, because they were doing really well and because that was so fun. We even invited <laughs> friends over to have a watch party with us where we got wings and we made chips and dip and we turned on the game and And that was really fun. And even-
1: We had so many wings that year. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) And even last year on our trip to Hawaii, um, they played one game while we were on that vacation. And I remember we ran down to the ABC store that was in the resort that we were staying with. And we bought a bunch of like microwave meals or snacks and like snacks and drinks. And we went up and we sat on the bed and opened up the laptop and we watched it with my siblings. Uh, And that was really fun too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so then after that, I think I tried to get you into the Olympics a little bit, but I don't know <laughs> how much you really watched it, but the next big thing that we kind of did was football season. Oh yeah. So, I hadn't been really watching football cuz historically BYU's football team has not been great in like the last like the last several years. And so last year, like they were but they were playing the rivalry game BYU versus Utah and I was like <sighs> I mean I know we're going to lose this.
0: The holy War. But I have
1: to Yeah. But I have to watch the rivalry game. Like it's something like the rivalry game was like the game that I watched growing up. Like that was the big thing was yeah. BYU versus Utah and I remember even in like elementary school and stuff like there would be like games in the classroom and there were rumors that like certain teachers would like make all the fans of the losing team like clean the classroom <laughs> after. Oh. And I never had one of those teachers, so I don't know if that was true, uh, actually true. But there were some like rumors going around. So, anyways, I set made Josh sit down and watch the BYU Utah game with me, and I'm so glad that we did. Actually, I'm really okay. sad that we didn't Let get me... tickets. <laughs>
0: okay, um, I just want to say because it's kind of funny, you know, growing up, the University of Utah and BYU, they have this longstanding rivalry. They're both institutions founded by Brigham Young of the Mormon church and but I had no idea because you know I'm like a first generation college student. Like neither of my um parents ever like talked to me about college. And so I had no idea that when it it came around, like the time came around for BYU or Utah Utes that it had anything to do with a college. I thought they were just sports teams. And <laughs> and you know you walk in Walmart and there'll be like a line down the middle of like BYU shirts over here and and hats and everything, and then Utah, and you'd show up to school, and, you know, half of the <laughs> students would be wearing red, and half of the students would be wearing blue, and I just, like, felt so out of the loop. I'm like, I don't know what this means. I don't know, like, why some people are red and some people are blue. I just have, wh- why? And then, and you know, like, I'd, I'd witness other people getting into, like, or other kids getting into arguments about why one is better than the other or anything, but <laughs> but I had never... Seen a game before, and and of course, like by the time I was in high school, I think, or maybe even after high school. No, definitely not. It was like in high school that I realized they were the sports teams of colleges. Um, and I think because Utah is in like a what is it a, a higher conference? Pac- They're in 12.
1: the Pac-12, which is a big deal. So
0: like when they were in the, became you know a higher status team or whatever that they don't play BYU as often, right?
1: Right cuz we used to be in the Mountain West conference both of us and then we'd play each other all the time and then a few years ago University of Utah went to the Pac-12 and BYU went independent so they both left the Mountain West conference but
0: gotcha but this game Sydney like begged me <laughs> to <laughs> to go up and watch it with her and her dad and by by this time I knew you know more about um about the rivalry I I understood it but I also was fully aware that for the past fifteen years or something, like over ten years it feels like Utah Utes was undefeated in the rivalry and that BYU had lost every single game against them
1: okay, it definitely wasn't fifteen because I'm old enough to remember B y u like beating them beating the University of Utah when I was younger okay. but
0: let's look it up b y u Utah you gotta streak.
1: keep in mind though when I was urging you to watch this game like I was the little kid in the blue BYU shirt that came all decked out. Like, my parents are both BYU alumni. All of my aunts and uncles went to BYU except for, I think, one. And even a couple of my grandparents went to BYU. And so we're kind of diehard BYU fans in my house.
0: Okay, it was nine years. Wait, this doesn't seem right. Oh, wait.
1: No, nine sounds about right. It was a long time.
0: Oh, okay. I, I was going to say it's, it was nine games. Because it says, like, the win streak goes from 2010 to 2019. And I was like, wait, but it wasn't in 2019 when the game... It would have been 2021. But it was probably their their last win was 2019. They didn't play for two years. And then in 2021. So, yeah. So, so it had been, like, 11 years and nine games. And BYU hadn't won at all.
1: So, me going into this game, knowing this history, I was like... I mean, we have to watch it because it's the rivalry game. But I know we're going to lose anyway. And boy, was I wrong. (laughs) I am so glad that I was, though. That was such an incredible game. It was neck and neck the whole time. And then by the end, BYU kind of pulled away. And it was the first time, like Josh said, first time in 11 years, people jumped out of the stands and started storming the field. And at that point, I was kind of pissed with myself that I didn't get tickets and go. (laughs) Yeah, That would have been such Uh, an amazing game to be at.
0: Yeah. Um, And I remember it was also like really high energy after that, because We weren't going to play Utah again for another four years. Three years, I think. Three years. Yeah. And I think either like right before that game or right after it was announced that BYU would join their own big conference, the Big 12. And so, like, BYU would hold that victory, you know, crown for several years without giving Utah the chance to take it back. And by the time that Utah has another chance to take it back, BYU would already have been playing in this other, like, big conference and like be like you know have more i don't know what that means if you have more money or resources or more attractive to better athletes or
1: it's all of those things gotcha but it's like ever like back when both of them were in the mountain west conference it was a really fun rivalry to watch because they were both kind of evenly matched and then once utah went to the pac 12 and byu went independent like um there was just a huge difference in the quality of players and like university of utah definitely had the better team for years and they deserve the titles that they got. But um now that BYU's in the Pac twelve, hopefully or will be in the Pac Twelve, hopefully we can have more of an even match. Um and the rivalry can be fun again. Yeah. But I think the hard part with that is now that they're in these big like power conferences, that they have more obligations to play people in the conference or like or play people that the conference wants them to play. So scheduling the rivalry games is gonna be a lot harder.
0: Gotcha. Um I do So then after that, we watched it and we were like, oh, wow, like BYU has a good football team. And that was like really fun to watch. And so I think your dad was like, well, you guys should come up next week and watch the next game. (laughs) And so we did. We went up, I think the next, it was either the the next game or-
1: It was the next week, I think, um, yeah.
0: They played Arizona State, which was supposed to, like, they were supposed to be like either a better team or like a really tough team to go against or something. Well,
1: I think they're in a power conference. Like, I- let me look up their conference. But Okay.
0: Um and I was kind of expecting like oh maybe it was a fluke. It was just like, you know, like a one off thing that BYU did really well. But like there was one oh moment.
1: Arizona State's in the Pac twelve too.
0: Oh really? Yeah. There was oh yeah, because like I remember last year by the end of the season they said something that BYU was like undefeated against all the Pac twelve teams they yeah. played against. And they
1: played like four or five.
0: Um so there was one moment from that game that I just I still like have fantasies about like reliving in my head because it was so cool it's one of
1: those moments that's going to be replayed on um like espn and sports center for years to come
0: i don't i don't remember
1: it's going to be in highlight reels forever
0: so so um byu's like lead quarterback jaron hall yeah he got injured early in the season and then their like backup quarterback came in and i can't remember if by this time it, it was Jaron Hall, or if it was the second guy.
1: It was still Jaron Hall, not Bailey gotcha. Romney.
0: Um, but like, you know, towards the latter end of the game, it was still like pretty tight, but the quarterback started making some mistakes. I think he had already thrown maybe a couple interceptions by this point.
1: I think this was the game where he got injured and he kind of started to slow oh, up a little bit.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, but and yeah, he starts, you know, making some mistakes and like they had been playing really strongly and it kind of seems like, oh, they're starting to slip. Arizona is going to like, you know, break away and, you know, score a bunch of points. And, and what happened, What BYU had the ball and they hike it and he gets they sacked. They it. Or- no, he gets like, so the, one of the Arizona players runs at the quarterback and he's about to like be tackled. And so he just kind of last second throws it and he throws it right into the hands of the opposing team. And their player catches it and just immediately takes off down the sideline for an interception, and no one's anywhere close to him, and he, like, you just instantly knew that it was going to be a touchdown for them, and that it was going to be the end of the game. However, the like offensive running back on our side, Tyler Algier, just as lightning fast as the Superman, comes up behind him, and he jumped like over this guy's shoulder, reared his arm back and just hooked. Punched the ball like over his shoulder through his hands onto the ground. Just, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what I had just seen. But the best part was that the quarterback had been running up behind him and caught up to get on the ball. So it was like two turnovers, like in the same place. It was just, oh man, like interception, like running down. You're like, oh, we've lost it. Then just out of nowhere, boom, we have the ball back. Oh, it was crazy.
1: If you have not seen this yet, do yourself a favor and look it up. It is incredible. I will
0: I will link like a YouTube clip or something in the show notes. I just oh man. Then like the next week we Sydney and I would be like, Oh, remember that play? And we'd pull it up and we just watched over and over and over. It was so cool. And I think that was like the defining moment of like, okay, this is Tyler Algier's season. And he's like, he's come to like show the world like he's not to be messed with.
1: And he did. He was a pretty high draft pick this year wasn't he
0: yeah i think so like um
1: round four or five or something
0: i think he went to the atlanta falcons
1: i thought he went to the new york jets
0: no that's where the
1: that's where a uh,
0: quarterback from Zach a couple years ago Hall or went. whatever
1: i thought maybe you were just saying it would be cool if he got drafted to the jets and was playing with him but i i don't know i feel like someone said he was playing on the same team but i could yeah. be wrong
0: i i told you this and i stand by my statement but I would leave you in a heartbeat if Tyler Algier asked me to be with him.
1: I wouldn't even be mad. I mean, what Thank can you. I say at that point? <laughs>
0: um, so. Oh. And then I think it was after that game where we realized, oh, this is a good team. and They're going to have a good season. And so you were just like right then and there we're like, we got to go to an in- in-person game, Josh. Like, we got to <laughs> get tickets.
1: Yeah. So we went to um, a couple of games. I think we saw the one against Boise State and the other one against...
0: South Florida. South
1: Florida State or whatever. And they were both kind of fun. Yeah, Boise both... was disappointing. <laughs>
0: yeah, the the South Florida State, like, I don't think they were as good of a football team. So we just kind of like kicked their butts and it was a little bit boring to watch because they didn't, you know, it wasn't as tense.
1: Yeah, no, that one's just like the easy win that they give you like every season, you know? Yeah,
0: and Utah or Boise State, that game we went to in person and... It was projected to be similar that we would have beat them, but, like, I think it was because BYU fumbled the ball, like, three or four times, just, like, made mistake after mistake that allowed Boise State to respond and win. Yeah, it was It wasn't necessarily that, like, Boise State was playing better. It was just that, I guess, if they're not making mistakes, they are playing better, but it wasn't that... I
1: mean, yeah, it was raining, and for some reason Boise State could handle the ball and BYU couldn't so
0: yeah um but like all the other games that we watched uh were super fun like my boss at work after I had only been at that job for like a week or 2 weeks um invited us to his house where he had like this inflatable projector, projector screen, projector screen yeah. and tons of like snacks and we like sat there on the lawn like on the mountain uh next to the pool and watched like the Utah State BYU game.
1: Do you remember, Wheeler, like, I was looking on my Instagram stories, and my cousin goes to Utah State, and he had put on his story, and so it begins, and it's a picture of him, like, it's a picture of the field that he had taken at the game, oh. and after the game, <laughs> we won, like, by a lot, and um, I was like, should take a picture and send it to him and be like, and so it ends. And then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's too mean. But then you were like, I'll do it. <laughs> and he <you> did.
0: <laughs> so I responded to him. He says, and so it begins. And I respond directly to that story with a picture of the final score. I was like, and so it ends. And he responds, shut up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah, so anyways. At,
0: at one point, like, um, because of like all of these conference teams that we were beating, we were climbing like BYU was climbing the rank or whatever so at one point we were like ranked number 11 or 10 or something which Mm -hmm. was really cool but then like then they lost like a few like big games and they ended up in like 20 or something
1: yeah and we didn't get the like I don't know we were almost in contention for like a big bowl game but we didn't quite make it so
0: it was it's just funny that like never having been a sports fan never having any sort of Uh, affiliation with BYU or Utah or or any college uh, all of a sudden just like being so excited for a team to do like play well and like so scared that they're gonna lose and just like wanting to see every game even to the point that we were in Disneyland while they were playing a game against Baylor and I remember being in line it was like a two hour line or something it was was a pretty long line at Soarin' and we were in line to go on Soarin' over the world. And the whole time we have like our phones out where like Google gives you like the live updates and we're like <laughs> watching the live updates and, and it doesn't give you all of the information. So there would be like, oh, the time stopped and oh, they just got these points. And so we're just like kind of trying to imagine the narrative like in our head of like, okay, so this must mean that they called the timeout or this must mean that they had kicked a field goal. Or, you know.
1: The best part of that too is we weren't the only ones in line watching that game. Like yeah, there, there were, were other people like <laughs> joining in with us as we we're talking about it.
0: Yeah, that's it's weird to go to Disneyland in California and realize how many or and see how many other people from Utah there are with like BYU hats or or you know Utah Jazz hats and stuff. You're like, oh, I didn't realize there were this many Utah people going to California this weekend. Or... Yeah.
1: So after that, like pretty incredible season, I was like, all right, well now let's get into BYU basketball, and I think. We watched one game on the TV, and we went to one game in person.
0: Yeah, the game on the TV wasn't against the other college that's in the same city as us. And it used to be a community college. And
1: they just became a university like 10 years ago. Like, they're still like a pretty kind of small. Oh, well, I wouldn't say I they're mean, small. They
0: because... have more students than we do, right?
1: Yeah, they're. I think they're the biggest university in like the state.
0: Well, it's like open Arizona. enrollment, right?
1: Yeah, that's true you Like it there's no really admissions,
0: so um plus they're they have green their colors green, which you know any any school with green colors automatic in the toilet
1: says the person who transferred to a school with green colors
0: like my high school is green colors uh I'm a fighting hawk now at north University of North Dakota, which is green but anyway, so yeah <laughs> they they were playing this game against uh Utah Valley University, and I guess everyone was expecting. BYU to kick their butts but they screwed the pooch and UVU kicked their butts and I think it was the first time that UVU had ever beat BYU and like you could see like how basically how we felt beating University of Utah is how they felt beating us in basketball that night.
1: Yeah and you know what they played a good game too like yeah I don't know what BYU was doing but it wasn't basketball so they definitely deserved the win that time. Yeah
0: Um, and then Sydney had said she wanted to go to a live basketball game. But I was a little bit nervous um for a while and kind of put off going. Um because like the two football games that we went to in person were fun, but it was still like you know there was like you know a threshold of like overstimulation that uh, that I had to handle and I I just felt like going to a basketball game might be a little bit worse because it was indoors and, and I don't know exactly what else but like I was just expecting like it to be a little bit harder. But for Christmas that year, one of like we all got uh, all of the employees at my job got um, money for a like extra bonus specifically for like a gift, like a secret Santa type thing. Um, And one of the guys I work for got me noise canceling headphones. And so Sydney was like, well, why don't you try bringing your noise canceling headphones to the game to block out, you know, noise and, you know, all the sound and, and, and maybe you'll be able to, it'll be easier. And I did. And it, It was like way more manageable to be, you know, in the presence. And once again, so thankful that I was, that we weren't sitting in the student section.
1: (laughs) I will say that game was not as fun to watch though. It just like neither one of them were playing good basketball, but BYU still won, which was nice, but it just like our basketball team was just not what our football team was. And so it just, you know, wasn't the same. And I think we kind of just stopped watching Oh, yeah. Stop paying attention to the basketball after that. But um, one thing that I've been super excited about is to take Josh to a Texas Rangers game because I would go down like growing up, I would go down and visit my family and we would go to a game in the old stadium. And just a couple years ago, they finished their new stadium and we were able to go last year for the Green Day concert. But like we didn't get the chance to see a baseball game. in, And so this year, like Texas Rangers we're not doing hot in May when we went and um but we went anyway because I just I had to be in the new stadium and I just remember walking in and you know Texas gets like 110 degrees but I walked in and that air conditioning hit and I was like yes this is the way baseball is meant to be done <laughs> <laughs> and even though the Rangers lost that day I had such a fun time in the new stadium
0: yeah I I remember um I texted uh you know some of you know one of my, some of our I texted in a group chat with some other friends I have that we were going to see a Texas Rangers game, and I told them because i you know other than being married to a woman whose dad grew up in Texas, I have no like other real connection to the Texas Rangers at all, especially since we don't really have a major league baseball team anywhere close to us, and they were playing the Red Sox, and when I was in playing youth baseball in like junior high and like ninth ninth grade for us like freshman year is still in junior high and we were they like give you like the jerseys of um major league baseball teams and we were the red sox and we kicked butt that year so (laughs) i was kind of like you know kind of had a a root (laughs) i held a candle for the red sox um also my mom lived in boston which she lived there for like two years or a year or something. But um. But anyway, I just, I was I was texting them and saying, like, it would be so fun uh, rooting for the Red Sox in a stadium full of Rangers fans. And they're like, why would you do that? And I was like, oh, I I don't really have any reason to root for the Rangers other than, like, you know, being in Texas with her family. I just think it will be, like, chaotic. And they were just like, oh, that's hilarious. But it shocked me that we were surrounded by Red Sox fans. Like, it just... Yeah.
1: It's like Red Sox and the Yankees are like the two teams where like their fans are kind of everywhere and like most other um baseball teams like their fans are very regional and so you know all the most of the Texas Rangers fans are going to be gathered around Arlington and like you know it's the same with like Colorado Rockies they're all going to be around Denver and um that kind of stuff but the two teams where you'll really find fans everywhere is the Yankees and the Red Sox.
0: I yeah, I was just I was shocked because I thought because of, like, whenever the Red Sox would, like, strike, would, like, throw a strikeout or, you know, hit a double or triple or, or, you know, just do something great, the cheers would be way louder than any time the Rangers did something (laughs) cool. And so you're just like, are we in the right state? And so I thought, wow, like, there are so many people that love the Red Sox so much that they traveled here all the way (laughs) from Massachusetts to see this game. And then you told me, like, well, they're just, like, a, a really big team. You know done well for so long that they have like fans all over and I was like, oh, that makes sense. like a lot of these people probably moved here from the East Coast or like our th- third fourth generation uh Red Sox fans who's you know family moved here, so
1: well, I feel like even in Utah, like people when they're like kind of picking baseball teams, they're like, well like I don't really have a connection to like any other ones? And then they're just kind of like, well, I guess I'll just decide to root for the Yankees. or
0: Because that's a safe decision. Yeah. like If I root for someone who has done well frequently in the past, I'll be more likely to, uh, you know, not be disappointed by their performance in the future.
1: Yeah. We do see a lot of Angels fans here, too, because the Salt Lake Bees are the AAA affiliate of the Angels. And there's a lot of people moving here from California. But, um, yeah for the most part it's kind of that that way where just anywhere you go there's going to be Yankees and Red Sox fans even if you're living 10 minutes away from Ranger Stadium
0: I think I'd tell you right now if I if I were to watch baseball more regularly and become a fan of a team I think it's inevitable that it would end up being the Mets That's fair Yeah like I've heard jokes that like everyone's like everyone ends up a Mets fan plus it's like I love the meme of um Kingpin from Into the Spider-Verse where he's like it's not about the money, Spider-Man. It's about the Mets, baby. Go Mets. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, like I lived in Flushing one uh subway stop away from mets welds Point. Um I lived there for a lo- long time. Um but anyway, uh and I feel like I feel like I would be a Mets fan a lot sooner than I would ever be a Yankees fan.
1: Hey, as long as you're not a Yankees fan, this marriage will go
0: you don't like the Yankees?
1: No, I just...
0: is it be, Are they like, do they have like a dirty history with the Rangers or something? Or, uh, or are you just... No, well, I I've just heard...
1: always found their fans annoying. Okay, I was, <laughs> I was just
0: about to say, like, I have heard people say on the internet that Yankees fans are like not good fans. So I don't know if that's true. I'm not going to make that stereotypical claim because we are trying to be open and inclusive, even if you are a Yankees fan. So
1: um, I don't know if I can join you on that one. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, I don't know if I had to go based on like negative history with the Rangers, though, it would probably be the Cardinals, but I'm still not ready to talk about 2011.
0: Yeah, I think I think I asked my dad one time, because I had a Game Boy, and I had this like baseball game on my Game Boy when I was really young. And I asked him, because you could choose what team you were going to play as. And I didn't know any of the teams. Or like where they were from and I'm like looking at like the because it w- it wouldn't even say like what the team is it would just give you like the,
1: the shortened
0: version of the lo- the logo or the mascot gotcha. I'm looking at all of these I'm like some of them you can't even like because t- like you know the Cubs is just a C mm-hmm. so I'm like looking at I'm like I don't even know like what some of these are or the athletics is it's just a. an a
1: but I mean how do you really draw an athletic you yeah. know
0: <laughs> um and anyway, so I would ask my dad like oh like what's your favorite mm-hmm. baseball team and I think he told me it was the Orioles. And then I was like, okay, that's cool. And that was just kind of like, you know, background, you know, back in my head information I had tucked away that my dad loved the Orioles. I don't even know. Is it Baltimore Orioles? Yeah. Gotcha. Which I don't think my dad's ever been to Baltimore or anywhere (laughs) close. But And then I think I brought that up to him just within the last few years that I remember that he was a fan of the Baltimore Orioles. And he was just like, what? Like, I've never, you know, (laughs) it was just something that he had like told me. Uh, I don't think he actually has a favorite. Baseball team. or He told
1: me he follows the Yankees. Like if oh, he yeah? has to root for someone, it's the Yankees.
0: That's probably because him and my mom went to a Yankees Red Sox game like um, in the Bronx in like 2018.
1: I went to a Yankees Red Sox game in the Bronx back in old Yankee Stadium before they tore it down.
0: You're like a grandma.
1: Yeah. Well, I was like three or four when it happened. Oh, well, then that doesn't. All I remember is I was sitting in the bleachers. It was raining like crazy, and I was so miserable, and I was just crying the whole time oh. to go home, and dad was not happy. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> my aunt was living in- To be fair, like
0: I'm not happy when you cry to go home either.
1: <laughs> my aunt was living in uh, Pennsylvania at the time, and so we, my parents had gotten, I guess, like fairly cheap tickets, and they had driven like a couple of hours into New York City to go to this game. And it rained the whole time, and the couple in front of us were just, like, swearing like crazy, I guess. I don't remember that, but my parents have, like, told me when they retell the story. And then they had a toddler who was just whining like crazy to go home and, like, wanted no part of what was going on. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So my family went to Texas last week um, without us. And while while they were there, my sister called me while I was at work. Like, video called me. And I got to talk to my grandpa. Um, like on the video call and we started talking about the Rangers again. And he was like, yeah, they just, cause I mean, the biggest problem with the Rangers this year is they're pitching like their hitting team is pretty good, but they keep on losing because their pitching allows like six, seven, eight, ten 10 runs. And he was like, yeah, they got a couple new pitchers and they're doing pretty well. And they might actually have a spot in the, like they might actually have a running in the playoffs. I just looked up their standings and, um. They are second in the American League uh West right oh, now. Nice. Which you know isn't quite a playoff berth cuz you have to be either in first place or um to get the wild card you have to be f- like first place out of all the peop- like all the rest of the people and they're definitely not that because despite being second in the league their record is still under 500 which means they've lost more games than they've won. So <laughs> I guess the rest of our uh Division is just having a really hard year this year. That doesn't make any sense
0: because if they are second, but they've lost more games than they've won, that means that like everybody's losing more games than they've won. But if that's the case, then who's who's winning? If they're losing, who are they losing to?
1: We're just talking about the AL West here. They're still like they still play like the Central and the East Division a lot. So the Astros have like a six twenty three percentage, and the Rangers only have a four eighty five. I thought you meant second in.
0: I forget that, like, there's the National League, the American League, and each one is, like, divided into into threes. the conference or whatever. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, they were the first in, like, how the NBA is just Western and Eastern, right? I thought mm-hmm. you just meant, like, they were second in American League and then separate from the National League. Or I still don't really know yeah. how baseball works.
1: So even though they're second in their division, they're still nine and a half games back from the wild card spot, <laughs> which is... Quite a ways, so I mean, you know, if we pick things up, things could potentially turn around for us. But it's still not looking great.
0: (laughs) Also, what's not looking great is the Jazz because they just released new uniforms, which look, in my opinion, but ugly.
1: Oh my gosh, the like ones they had last, like the last few years, that were the red, orange, yellow, were iconic. I loved those so much.
0: Oh yeah, and then they were great. It just looked sexy.
1: I mean, I feel like these new ones that they've released are kind of a throwback to what they were when we were younger with kind of like the gold, uh, green, purple color scheme. Well,
0: the so they brought back the purple one from the 90s, which looks pretty good. Is that and, the one with already, the mountain peak yeah, on it? Yeah, the mountains okay, yeah, and that's the, the cool purple one. and white. And that's cool, but everybody already knew that was cool. But then they like unveiled a bunch of other ones which are just black and this ugly bright yellow and then the other version, which is yellow and bl- and it's just, it's not enjoyable to look at. It just <laughs> kind of hurts your eyes. They're adopting
1: and- the Salt Lake Bees colors. We already have one Salt Lake team with those colors. Uh, Pick another.
0: <laughs> I I remember that we, so we went to the Salt Lake Bees game and there's a statue of Mike Trout. <laughs> and I thought, oh, this must be some guy that just played really, really well for the bees and went on to be like some famous player. Turns out, Sid tells me this is a guy who just already was a really good um, player for the Angels and got injured and moved down to play for the Bees while he was recovering, or he j- just to play for like the minor leagues while he was recovering. And he only played like what one game? For yeah, the, something
1: crazy like that.
0: Just like he wasn't there pretty much at all. But they have a statue to him, and you go in their like team store gift shop, and all of the merchandise is Mike Trout merchandise.
1: Yeah, I remember like walking in and I was like, Mike Trout, that's weird. Like, I thought he was an Angels. Like, like I'm not even sure he came up in like the Angels farm team. Like, I'm not sure if they like traded for him or something. Like, I don't remember him really playing here. And then, of course, I looked it up and he only played one game, <laughs> which I thought was funny. That's
0: weird. That's super weird.
1: Yeah. Well, is there anything else you would like to say on the sports before we wrap this whole shebang up?
0: Um, probably just that I think that you're a very sporty mama. Ooh, thank you. You're welcome. But other than that, no thanks.
1: All right. Well, with that said, this has been another episode of Thanks for Participating. I've been Sydney, and he's been Josh. And once I again, so. thank you for listening. You can find Josh on Instagram at Josh underscore is underscore rich, and you can find me at Dip Your Chicken. Follow Thanks for Participating at TFB underscore pod on Instagram and on TikTok at TFP underscore show. You can also support the That's show.
0: TFP underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok, and TFP uh, underscore show on Twitter.
1: Okay, I'm. I was much confused, but now I am not.
0: <laughs> the Lord confuseth, and the Lord taketh away. Poop with your pants.
1: You can also support the show by ordering some podcast merch. We're super excited about this new development.
0: We only have a few designs so far, but I think they look pretty sexy. So
1: yeah, they're dope as hell.
0: I will personally send you Christmas cards this year if you buy a T-shirt.
1: All right, that's a promise. And the link to our T Public can be found in the show notes. Quick reminder to rate and review the show on iTunes if you feel like being nice. Reviewers will end a shout out. Will earn a shout out at the beginning of the podcast. You can also now rate the show on Spotify as well. And we would really appreciate it if you do so there. Our cover art is by Vaishan Brandon. You can check him out at Vaishan Designs on Instagram. Our theme music is composed by Mitch Fry. Follow him at firefry underscore on Instagram and Mitch Fry Music on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, everybody. It was fun to spend this hour and a half of our time with you. And we thank you for participating.
0: And we also thank you for not fumbling the ball three times in a row to lose the football game. I almost cried that day. I did cry that day, and I never would have imagined that I would cry in a football game. But nice. this, is, this is the man that you've turned me into. I hope you're happy.
1: I'm so proud of you. You. And it's freaking delicious. I love these things so much, but for some reason I only ever read them around Christmas. It's probably because they're like kind of expensive, you know, like the pirouette ones that aren't like the Trader Joe's brand. They're like five bucks a tube for like only a couple of things, but they're so yummy.